Good evening, Fellowship College. Hey, tonight, uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. It's going to look a little different. Um, I think probably after the first two weeks of classes that have been somewhat utter chaos and, and whatnot, getting back, in, and, and for a lot of you guys too, I guess for everybody, getting back in the swing of actually physically going to class um, through all the students I've talked to, it's, it's been weird and it's been an adjustment. I think it's hopefully a good one. Um, but we want to uh, take a little breath this evening, and so um, service will feel a little bit different. Josh is going to come up in a second. It's going to kind of intro the night um, and what it'll be like. Um, it's more of a prayer and worship service uh, tonight. But our hope is that after tonight, um, you see the book of Psalms in a, in a different way. You see um, the different types of poetry different themes throughout the psalm. So you, you read that, and it will impact you, um, hopefully, in a, in, a, in a more rich way um, after tonight. So, but with that, let's stand together. We're going to worship. We're going to sing some songs this evening. Don't creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice with a sea.
hey, y'all can take a seat for a second. So as Burton said, tonight, tonight's gonna feel a little different, and I think, I think that's actually a really, a really good thing. Y'all are coming in, some of y'all had crazy summers, whether you're at camp, doing internships, at home, it's a lot of weight and, and baggage that comes with some of those things, and even as the semester started, some of y'all have been crazy with fraternities, sororities, maybe you got into the fraternity or sorority you wanted to, and and you're, you're happy about it, and you're on a high right now, or maybe, maybe you didn't, and life just feels like it's, it's crumbling or falling apart. And what we see in the Psalms is we see this term called Selah. Selah, it's S-E-L-A-H, Selah. And what it means is to pause and to reflect. So you'll see these, see these verses that some of the psalmists will say, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's just there's this break, and it's this Selah, where the psalmist is, is encouraging the reader or the listener to, to reflect, not just to, to see these words or hear these words and, and go on with your day, but to actually stop for a moment. And that is something that we, myself included, are terrible at. We have such a hard time pausing. So that's what we wanna give you the space for tonight. We wanna give you the space to to honestly assess where you're at. Maybe you, you are on the mountaintop and life is going so good and, and you just have so much to be thankful for. We, we're happy for you. And we want you to, to reflect on that and to praise God for that. So you're gonna have opportunities for that tonight. Or maybe things are just falling apart. Breakups, broken families, broken friendships depression, anxiety, weights, just building up. And we wanna give you space to reflect on that too, not to just kind of ignore it or numb it out, but to actually go to God with that. And to, to, even, to even communicate and to talk with God when the seasons are, are really tough. And so I hope, not only tonight, but as we continue to study the Psalms, that what you see is that God, the God that we have, the creator is a God who's accessible. He's a God who wants a relationship with you and that isn't afraid of, of the pain, isn't, a, isn't afraid for you to come with, with questions or anger, but that wants to keep that line of communication open at all times. And so I pray that you'd just be honest with yourself tonight where you're at and that ultimately you'd go to the Lord. stay seated most of the night, but I would love for us to stand um, for this song, Promises of God's Faithfulness. And so let's stand, let's proclaim that this evening. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant, and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven, you do just what they say. The songs may come and the winds may blow out and may steadfast and let my heart when you speak a word in 
Hi, fellowship. I'm glad y'all are here. Right now, I want to lead us in a time of thanksgiving. So I'm going to be reading from Psalms 100, and it's on the screen right here. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. So fellowship, as I lead us into a time of thanksgiving, think about these words that Psalm says, and I wanna do just what they say, to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Truly think about what you have to be thankful for. He is our redeemer, he's our savior, he's our protector, he's the good shepherd, and we get to be the sheep in his pasture. He made us. The Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Be thankful for that. So I also want to just ask y'all to posture yourself in a way that truly reflects how thankful you are. So remain seated during this next song and maybe just put your hands up or even lift them up to him as you thank him. Yes, spend this next time in Thanksgiving. Good news. 
Not only do we see psalms of thanksgiving in scripture, but we also see songs of lament. Uh, lament is a sense of deep grieving or mourning. 
Um, it's not wallowing in sadness or bitterness, but it is coming before the Lord and being honest with him and open and laying it all at the feet of Jesus. And I think we see that exemplified really clearly with David in Psalm 13. David says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Will you forget me forever? Y'all, that is vulnerable. Sometimes we have to be vulnerable in front of the Lord. And it's okay to come before him and say, Lord, here I am, I'm lamenting and I'm frustrated or I'm angry. God, I'm disappointed and I feel really let down by you. And that's okay and we can go to him for that. Not only do we go before the Lord openly and lament, but we go before him and David shows us in the next two verses, he goes, look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemies will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. Lament means humbling yourself and recognizing that you can't do it all on your own. David here is asking for the Lord to answer him and that's okay to do that as well. But not only do we go before the Lord and be open with him and ask him for help, but there's this third part that's really important and if we miss it, things won't go well for us. And so look what David says in this last part of the psalm. He says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Guys, our God is so faithful, so faithful. And if we forget that in our times of lament, we find ourselves in these deep pits of despair and when we have a God of hope that we can look to, if we are following Christ, Revelation 21 says that he will wipe away every tear. And Jesus says in his Sermon on the Mount that blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. We have a God who wants to comfort us. And so in these next couple of minutes, I'm gonna ask that you guys remain seated and that you would bow your head and really listen to the words of this song. But just take a second to lament Maybe that's lamenting over sin in your life that separated you from the Lord. Maybe that's mourning over what's happening right now over in Afghanistan. Maybe it's grieving the loss of a loved one or the end of a relationship. But as you're lamenting, really take a second to be honest with the Lord. Ask him for help, and that's okay. But remember that he is faithful, and don't forget that really key piece.
church, we're going to sing a song that a lot of you may not know. Um, it, might be, it might be new, so it's, it's fine to, to sit and to just listen to these words and let them kind of wash over you. Um, it's called Though You Slay Me. And the idea behind it is that um, it's, I think it's a prayer that, God, even in the midst of fear and hurt that we're going through, may, may you put a heart of worship in me. Though you slay me, yet I will praise you. This is from the book of Job. And so, um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's scary. We go through scary things. Um, as Eileen kind of prompted us here and I was praying, the, the thing that came to mind is um, my wife, Chelsea, we've been married to for uh, a little over five years now. We just found out um, earlier this year that she has a congenital heart disorder and so she's going to undergo open heart surgery later this month um, and it's scary we got two two little kids at home and so that's that's what I'm going to keep in mind through singing this song and I hope that um, as, as I sing this over you as you join in and singing that you've got something like that that you can attach these words to and you can try to give praise to the Father in the midst of that. Good night. 
Um, as, we, as we were singing that, I think for the first, first time, maybe in the last couple of years, so my parents have been going through a really, really messy divorce. And it's been hard. We feel, my brothers and I have felt left and betrayed. We feel broken and Honestly, during that last song was the first time, I think, in two years that I ha haven't tried to, to mask it, haven't tried to just make a joke about it or pretend that it's going to be all right and just sit in that, in, that, in that hurt when it's really hard and to trust that even in, in the pit, even when it's just so hard that, that God is, is good. He's, he's still all that we need and that we can trust him. And so, whew, sorry, I feel like I just had to, had to share that with y'all. One, uh, one of the coolest things I think that we see in the book of Psalms, and I hope over the next few weeks that you'll get to see, is that the Psalms time and time and time again point to Jesus. That the Psalms in nature are prophetic, which means that they, they point to something ahead, and they're messianic, which means they point to a king or a ruler or an anointed one. And if you come next week, you'll kind of really get a taste of that. Um, but I think a great example is Psalm 22. Psalm 22, and for some of y'all, it's going to sound familiar. It says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? And as a lot of you know, this, these are some of the last words that Jesus says on the cross. And I believe that he, he feels this. He's not just saying these, but he, he feels this. He's in anguish. He's bearing the weight of the world. The sins of the world are on him. And he feels this despair. But another reason I think he, he says these words is to point that this psalm that the Jews had been singing and praying for, for hundreds, if not a thousand years, is about him. And he proves that 
later on in the psalm, it says, oh, one, sorry. He says, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all the bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. In that moment, he's sharing these, hand, these, these nails in my hands and in these feet. The father knew that this was going to happen a long time ago. You are not in control, Caesar. The Pharisees, the Roman officials, this is way above your pay grade. This has been prophesied for years. And although you think you have the victory right now, although I'm headed for my death, and you'll even go on to, to divide my clothes and sell them and make profit of them, he's showing that that's not where the story's gonna end. And this psalm ends with these verses. It says, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. So Jesus is saying, although death is gonna seem like it has the victory now, there's gonna come a time when you will worship me. That Jesus is on the throne, that he is king. And so for the next few minutes, whether you're on the mountain or in the valley, it's so important for us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes we focus so much on our external circumstances, and yet when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the things of the earth just kind of grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And so I pray that these next few minutes, that that's what we would do, that these wouldn't just be words that you've sang before, but that you would see the Savior on the cross for you, and that we'd be able to worship.
church, another theme, and the last one that we're going to address tonight is this theme of praise and exaltation that we see in these collection of psalms. And so uh, one of my favorites is Psalm 17. It says this, it says, praise the Lord, all nations, sing his praises, all people. His mercy toward us is great. And the truth of the Lord is everlasting. Praise the Lord. And if you wonder what it is you were created for, or what, it, what God's will is for your life, it's this. It's to praise his name, to glorify the Lord. And so we're going to sit with this for just a second. We're going to leave Psalm 17 up on the screen. And so if you want to just pray this prayer word for word from Psalm 17, do that. If you want to pray in your own words, do that and exalt the name of the Lord. Give praise to God Almighty who deserves all the honor and glory and praise. we give Yahweh praise, let's, let's stand together. Let's posture ourselves in that way. And, and guys, this is, this is why we have you stand most often when we sing songs, is to posture ourselves. Just like from time to time, as, as Garland will have you kneel in submission to bend the knee to King Jesus, um, the posture in which we operate does something. And so, so as we stand, let's sing this last song this evening.
God, we declare that this evening, that you are in fact worthy of all glory and honor and praise. God, we submit to you and to you alone, not what culture tells us, not what anyone apart from your scriptures, from your holy word, what it declares good and true. God, may we believe that more and more that God, you are the source of not only truth, but of life and of joy. That 
God, when we, when we seek out other sources of joy, it is lost, but we can only obtain that through, through you, through the works of your Son. God, may that be on our hearts this week as we overflow with joy. May that become praise and praise and exaltation of your holy and mighty name. May that be the path in which we walk. You're a good father to us. It's in your son's name. So church, before we dismiss, I hope that after tonight, after the setup of these four different themes that we kind of touched on, as you're reading through the Psalms and as we are um, teaching you different Psalms throughout um, the next part of the semester, that you see those through the lens, that you can actually put yourself in the author's shoes and be okay with that. Whatever the bend be um, in which the author is writing, let's, let's go there. Know that you have permission to go there with an almighty God that knows you so intimately. Um, he, knows, he knows each and one of us so well, yet he's so vast that he knows the workings of the entire universe. What a great God that we serve. And so, church, we love you. We will see you next week. Have a great week of worship. See you guys.